A reading from Matthew 14, 24-30. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. A little, little later, and I think we're going to um, come across this in several days, but a little later, it says, the, um, Jesus says this in the sixth chapter, I believe. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And that's Jesus. And Jesus says it in a very different way here. You of little faith, why did you doubt? One of the great enemies of belief is doubt. It's like, a, you know, it's very easy. It's a ghost. Um, and then believe, you know, in Jesus, for these people quite close to him, and yet, even they are thrown into sort of disarray and, and um, confusion. Uh, even Peter, who <laughs> is the impulsive uh, disciple, jumps out of the boat and actually successfully walks on water. And then, of course, doubt comes in. I'm, I shouldn't be here. And he plunges into, you know, down and see, Jesus saves him. It's, it's all very strange in a way, because uh, I, I think that we look at life's, I mean, I don't, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but we tend to look at life incredibly superficially, as if none of this could possibly happen. Hmm. But I think that, you know, we have to open our hearts and minds to the impossibility of creation itself. It doesn't make any human sense because we're just analyzing <laughs> it point. close up. That's a really interesting point, Eric. You know, for like, I don't know, this can't, this couldn't have happened. You know, if we're kind of skeptical about this story of right. walking on water. Like, wait a minute, what about the whole universe? It's all a miracle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but what I'm thinking about, what I'm thinking about when I read this is, um, you know, I try really hard not to make every single Bible story into a moralism. You know, that's kind of how I was raised. Every story is about me and what I'm supposed to do. But really, most of these stories are not really about me. They're about Jesus. <laughs> this story, however, I think there is supposed to be like a takeaway, a really, um, um, you know, uh, an application, which is when we, when Jesus calls us to himself to follow him, uh, don't look at the waves, don't look at the fearful things in our lives, but fix our eyes on him. And he'll be the one who carries us through. But even if that is the moralism, it's still about him, right? It's fix your eyes on him. 
And the punchline of the whole story really is that last verse. And it says, those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. That's the big takeaway we're supposed to have. Yes. Um, get out of the boat, have faith, trust him, fix your eyes on him. Don't respond to the waves, whatever that means. But mostly, um, see him, see Jesus for who he really is, the son of God, the one who spoke the universe, that miracle of the universe into existence. That's why he can walk on water because he created water. Um, so um, turn to him, look to him today, every day.